I waited up for her. I know that maybe the thing I was supposed to do would be go after her, but look, it was pretty obvious she didn't want to be near me, for whatever reason. So I cleaned up and waited, and waited some more. And when she reappeared a few hours later, she actually seemed surprised to see me. Not surprised I was still awake, surprised I even existed. Oh, she said, are you okay? I'm I'm just going to sleep. She looked hunted, frantic, like she was about to start weeping. And she strutted to the other side of the room and lay down. I watched her curl into herself. She shuddered. I quietly approached her and lay down with my back to hers. What are you doing? I'll be the wall tonight. And she said nothing for a long time. We just lay there. Eventually, she turned and laid her head on my chest. I felt her eyelashes flutter each time she blinked, hoping each time they closed they would stay that way. But she was awake for hours. As the sun rose in the small window facing the east, she spoke again. Clark. Yes. We have to go back. I was surprised. This was something just yesterday she was opposed to. What changed your mind? Harold was never pregnant. I sat up so quickly her head nearly smacked onto the floor. What? It was a publicity stunt. So people would think they were making progress. It was all a lie. The magnitude of the... If it were true, cannot be understated. The hurricane of attention and admiration that formed around Hera years ago was unparalleled. The rest of the world thought she was going to save this species with Apollo. And when things fell through, we were all devastated. I still can't even imagine what that did to her. For the first time, I got a good look at Rhea's face. She hadn't been crying. She had been shuddering with rage. Black has to be destroyed. It was her. She got elected because of what she did to Hera. She ruined her. She was kneeling. Fists clenched. Hera has blamed herself every fucking day for something that never even happened. Her whole life is built around this lie. Just a few inches from her, I could almost feel her hot breath on my face. My sister has not been the same since it happened. She hurt herself. Apollo, fuck, even Apollo didn't deserve this. She isn't like me. She gave and gave for what? For a person who was ready to sacrifice her for a little good publicity? We have to fucking end her. How did you find this out? She aggressively ran a hand through her long hair. For a second, I was worried she was going to rip it out. Rebecca, my stomach turned. I know you don't trust her, and I don't know if I do either, but on this, this is what she was working with Shar to expose. Did she kill Shah? No, no, she tried. I know, it's fucked. They worried he would expose them. Rare, she tried to kill your friend because he put them all in jeopardy. Who's dead? She inhaled and then exhaled sharply. Dion. Persephone's chap. After everything that girl went through. And, and he wasn't even... He wasn't just her chaperone. Oh God, I still can't bear to think about it. That's... That's horrible. I told her. I know. Rebecca's just going to let us go back? We have to do something for her. No, we can't help her. Not after what she's done, what she tried to do. I need to deliver this drive. And she held up a small silver piece of metal. When we arrive, I can demand a meeting with Black and stick this into her computer. It it will only take a second. Rare, we can't trust Rebecca. You don't even know what that does. 
I pleaded. I know we want the same thing. I'm just helping her take down Black. And then I can blow the lid off of this whole place too. And then what? This stopped her. Her anger faded for a moment, was replaced by thought. I don't know. Someone else will be in charge. Maybe someone like Shylock. Maybe Shylock him. I cut her off. You're looking at this too personally. You're fucking right I am. Look, Clark, I'm leaving. Stay if you want. I had no choice. She knew that. I figured even if we were sent to some kind of prison, I would at least be used to it. And I'd get to interact with anyone but her. That definitely seemed like a plus. Besides, I couldn't let Rebecca take her off alone. That's how we ended up in a not large enough metal shipping container in the back of a truck. I'm essentially sitting in Rhea's lap, which would be humiliating even if last night's kiss hadn't happened. She isn't paying attention to me, though. She's just clutching that drive and staring off into space. Will you tell her? I ask over the hum of the engine. I don't know. Well, I'm sure she'll be happy to see you. She nods. I keep thinking about the last time I saw her. When I was being arrested, she looked so scared. These last few days... Rhea shrugs. I guess I'm just worried when I see her, I'll realize how scared she must have been this whole time. She's going to be happy or okay. If anything, she'll be mad at you, and in that case, she'll probably be quite happy to be back to business as usual. Rhea rolls her eyes, and I breathe an audible sigh of relief to see her acting like herself. Thank you for... being pretty good company. You're not so bad yourself. I wonder how she'll treat me in the real world. Will I just be a member of the gang? Will I lift weights with Shah and drink whiskey with Ray and do whatever Persephone likes to do with her? Will Eros like me? Will she tell him we kissed? Not that it matters. Rhea does not want me. Like that. Which is fine. You know, so fine. Better than the alternative. If you think about it. Especially since we're both going to rot in a political prison. And please take one of these, and three of these, and... Without waiting for him to finish rattling off my dosage, I take the small cup from his hand, down the pills in one mouthful before chasing them with water. Thank you, Antonio, I say to the doctor, who I know perfectly well is called Tibble. I stare, waiting for him to tell me I'm not even in the right play. Have a nice day. Tibble, or Antonio, depending on how spineless he's feeling, says with a shit-eating grin. I step into the hallway and smack directly into the brick wall that is Char. He must also be coming from his physical. Hi, he mumbles. I haven't spoken to him since our little chat about his new friends. For a person so large and so confident, seeing him grovel would have been disturbing had it not been so infuriating. As he sat on the corner of my bed, his large body contorted to cower behind a throw pillow clutched in his hands. His handsome features screwed up in anguish. I listened through the screaming inside my head. I couldn't tell what he expected me to feel. Bad for him? Because, oh, how terrible his kilt was. I assured him I could think of worse ways to feel. How'd it go in there? He says sheepishly. 
Still breathing. I speak, although by his face you'd think I'd hit him. I wonder how he must look to anyone watching us. Maybe it's his visible shame, but for once I might seem taller. Apollo bounds up to us. He's still doing his best to play at unhappiness in front of me, but he reeks of content. Every second I spend with him and Hera, I can sense it leaking from his glands like drool. I'll be escorting you back to Persephone's, says Apollo. Where's Artemis? Char asks, already relieved not to be alone with me. For a moment, I regret agreeing to let Hera use my house for this part of the plan. She's speaking with the detective. Don't worry, I've been assured we have more than enough coverage. Apollo smiles reassuringly as Char turns white. Idiot. I told Apollo to not betray that he knows about Char's... predicament. Whatever. Maybe Char will spend an extra few minutes worried Apollo knows. We exit to the car. Char visibly restrains himself from sprinting to the coverage of the sedan. I have to give Apollo credit. He didn't blink at still running around with Char despite the void. We spend the ride in silence, and I enjoy being around people who want to avoid pissing me off at any cost. Dion would have found this... actually, kind of typical. We enter my home, and Hera is already waiting for us, pouring tea. It's funny how not miniature the cup looks in her hands compared to... Well, you get it. Even though I've lived here for 22 years, and Dion was only here for a few months, everything reminds me of him. It would seem more unfair if it wasn't so fucking sad. How are the tests? In Hera's presence, Char seems to breathe his first true sigh of relief. No need for that. Char, we need your help contacting the Void, I say before he can respond to Hera. That's... that is true she says in the sudden silence. You know, since we teamed up, Hera has been incredibly accommodating. It's a lot less fun. Hera, I can explain, Char stammers. We have work to do, I cut him off. Persephone is right. We can talk about it later. See what I mean? Apollo clears his throat like someone went two minutes without directly addressing him. We've assembled some important information on our own. We just need you to corroborate some things. He injects. Yes, corroborate. And I smile at him because I'm using big words because I'm insecure Apollo really is my favorite Apollo. I really don't know anything. I only met with them a handful of times. Hera, they have, well, that's a handful more than anyone else here. Hera hands him a teacup before softly saying, We just have a couple of questions. Who did you meet? It would be just one person, but one or two more would show up towards the end. I never saw any faces or anything. Someone would escort me away. Rhea and Eros's tabloid antics kept everyone so busy, no one wondered where Char was running off at night. Great! That's helpful. Hera flashes a lukewarm smile at him. I perch on a chair by Apollo, who bites at his nails nervously. She's good at this stuff. 
She knows it's easier to get what you want when you're kind, he says pointedly. I turn to him, eyebrows raised. I may have a new favorite version of Apollo. Please don't look at me like that. Like what? Like you're a cat playing with a mouse. Guys, Hera asks before proceeding with Char. I hop from my seat and begin to circle them. Where have you met them in the last month? Uh, okay. The last month, there was the radio tower building. Okay, radio tower. Um, what about that drawing of the spool around the sharp thing? I suggest. That was a knitting needle. Apollo says incorrectly. I grab the book off a small stack on the couch beside Hera, flip until I find Rhea's drawing. This could totally be a radio tower. Look at the name of the play. Crap's Last Tape. That's, um, a, a kind of radio. Tapes were involved with radio. Purse, what's the date on that? Rhea, our little detective, scribbled something in the top right corner. March 8th. That's when I met them at 3 a.m. I look at the page, at Rhea's frantic pen scratchings. She underlined the line, three spool. Great, Hera responds. This is a good thing. We were up all night looking through these plays. It seems like Rhea spent the last few months collecting graffiti around the city and matching it up with Samuel Beckett quotations. It's too bad she didn't do locations as well and save us a bunch of time. Of all the late nights Rhea's had, I never pictured her spending it with these paperbacks. Next, I met them at that water tower that looks like a witch's hat. You mean the witch's hat water tower? Minneapolis has like 10 landmarks, but working with Char might make it feel like 50. Okay, great. Witches. So that's... Come and go. Hera nods at him, flips open a book on her lap. Was that on March 17th? Yes. And was it also at 3? Because Rhea underlined this line here. Yeah, it was. Okay, what about on... She grabs another play. What about on March 26th? Somewhere to do with... A bell? That's the one I skipped. Because, you know... Iris. Right. Apollo breathes. Okay, that's fine. But maybe you can help us figure out where they might be meeting tonight. Hera shows him Rhea's most recent drawing of the men on crucifixes scribbled in Waiting for Gatto. The date next to the drawing is today's. She scribbled in 2 a.m. Rhea wrote Saint next to it, but there are two cathedrals that start with that here. I never had to solve any riddles. They just contacted me. Shark cracks. Obviously, they knew they couldn't throw any riddles at you. Hera looks at me like she wants to say something, but bites her tongue. There are two cathedrals left. One has been converted into a library, mostly digital. The other is empty. Hera pushes air out of her cheeks, looks to Apollo. We have to split up. No, we could be wrong. It could be at anything, he says firmly. We have to try. Hera is standing now. 
They could find some bullshit reason for taking me in any day. Did you see Persephone's latest post? What? I didn't write anything. Someone wrote one as you because apparently there was a strange 4th of July when I snapped at Iris in public and made her cry. That wasn't you, that was... Char stops himself. My cheeks burn. That was me. I made her cry. We were at a gala. Char, Rhea, and Eros were all wasted, loudly going on at a corner table. I was keeping the seat next to me empty for this newly trained guard. Someone from Hera's gen who had just been marked as non-viable. Meaning you don't have to cop anymore. That's something I used to find especially attractive. Iris sat down instead and couldn't take the hint. I don't remember exactly what I said, just something harsh, something about me not being lonely like she was. And she didn't just burst into tears, she just walked away, and then she... It was hot. It, I didn't realize how I was sounding. The sooner we find out what Black is hiding, the sooner we can figure out what happened to Iris, I say. And someone wants it to be me. They're getting ready to turn people against me. Look how they overreacted to my altercation with Persephone, Harris says quietly. Apollo approaches her. You don't think they might use this as proof there's something wrong with you? Look, I want Rhea back too. Lie, I think. But this plan seems like too much risk for possibly no payoff. You think they're going to just give you Black's big secret and then as a bonus tell you if they've seen your sister? If they wanted to work with Char, I'm sure they know that you or I can get even closer to Black. We have more mobility. I can't lose you, Apollo says. More commanding than romantic. But instead of responding, Hera walks over to him, places her hand on the base of his neck, and pulls his face close to hers. She speaks so softly neither Char nor myself can hear them. It's a bizarrely intimate moment. When we were younger, they were never more than a few fingertips away from one another. But since their supposed rekindling, I haven't seen Hera or Apollo go within six feet of each other. She must really want this. Char looks away from them, but the second his eyes settle on me, he snaps his head towards the floor. Visitor at door That'll one. be Artemis. All right, ladies and gents, what's the plan? I'll go to St. Mary's. Apollo will go to St. Mark's. What about us? Squeak Char. All you have to do is keep your mouth shut and maybe you won't get anyone else killed. Char leaves. Apollo and Hera step to the door, greeting Artemis. I walk slowly up the stairs, lie down on my bed, close my eyes, breathing in the scent of my pillows. I listen hard enough to imagine a single set of heavy footsteps on the stairs. I keep him there on the ascent, because I know unlike seven days ago, there'll be no knock on my door. I've spent a lot of time being angry. It's like a skill, how to craft the perfect insult and then serve it at the most inappropriate moment. How to 
point something out to someone that's just true enough to ruin their day. I know how to be angry, but this, I don't know how to be this. Every hair on my head tingles with rage. Clark has been tiptoeing around me all day. I was surprised, actually, I had to even convince him to want to go back. I mean, he was so desperate to yesterday. Not that I'm sure what he's even going back for. Whatever, I don't have time to question his ulterior motives. God, it feels good to stretch my legs. That was a long six hours with Clark in my lap. I'm glad he's not being too weird about last night. I couldn't bear to have a conversation about something so unimportant. Not that his feelings are unimportant. I don't want him to feel weird or sad or think that I find him unattractive or something. God, empathy is overrated. I shoot him a glance out of the corner of my eye. He's wringing his hands nervously in the dim light. Our footsteps echo off the walls around us. We're following Rebecca, who I'm fairly surprised is our guide. I mean, why would someone so valuable just, like, throw herself out into this? Are you okay? Of course. This is just another day for me. You can't say I don't make your life more interesting. I'll remember to thank you for that when we're being tortured. Please keep it down, Clark. Rebecca hisses at him. You know, her act of only being rude to Clark was funny at first, but now it's just, like, annoying. Get a new joke, lady. How much longer? I ask. Only a few more yards. She pushes forwards through the musty air in the tunnel. I tuck the drive into my bra, catching Clark's eye. Do you want to put it in yours? I whisper. He shakes his head. The closer we get to our destination, the more nervous he seems. Whatever happens, I'm going to be with you. Rhea, you can't possibly promise that. I can promise to try. He turns to say something else, but he is interrupted by the awful scraping sound of a metal door being pushed open. Rebecca steps into what looks like a window of pure darkness. I salute Clark and then follow her. But... There's nothing on the other side. Just blackness and silence. I don't even see... Rebecca! My mouth is covered by a thick, cold hand. Don't make this harder than it has to be. And reflexively, I kick and flail at the sound of Detective Orsino Blue's voice, but he has my arms pinned. My brain struggles instead of my body. Where is Clark? Where is Rebecca? Where is... (laughs) Orsino roughly pushes me to the ground, uses his knees and full weight to press me there. My cheek is cold against the marble floor, and my eyes slowly adjust to the dark. Huh. It's weird. I was, uh, under the impression you liked it rougher than that. With that, I flip over and use my right leg to kick him so hard he falls to the floor. I scramble to my feet and run back in the direction of the door, but I can't fucking find it. I run my hands over the wall and finally make out its hinges when a body slams me into the rusty steel, twists one of my arms behind my back. (laughs) 
That's more like it. Am I hurting you? Unfortunately, he is, but I won't give him the satisfaction of saying so. He pushes me harder against the wall and lifts my arm higher and further back. I stay silent. All you have to do is ask me nicely to stop. What was that? It's hard to hear over your heavy fucking breathing. I spit, and he pushes my arm at an angle that would have me screaming if my face wasn't being crushed sideways against the door. Hey! I hear Rebecca's voice a split second before the pressure is suddenly relieved. I spin to see her, gun drawn a few feet behind me. Come on! I call as I run for the opposite end of the room. I hear her footsteps running behind me. Clark! I call as I near a large wooden door. I'm just laying my hand on it when I hear a gun cock behind me. I can't let you do that, Rhea. I turn slowly to see Rebecca's pistol pointed right at me. What is going on? I ask as Orsino approaches us, dragging an unconscious Clark. Clark! I rush for him, but I'm intercepted by Rebecca. Shh, shh. It's just a little chloroform. Here. And she takes a step towards me with a rag. Back the fuck up! She drops it to the ground. I just wanted you to know it wasn't anything serious. What the hell is going on? Rebecca and I have a common interest. Do you have the drive? He says to her. And she takes a step towards me, smiles, sticks her hand out. Come on, you've got a common interest too. Oh, now we're working together after you attacked me and did whatever to Clark? What is on this thing? I was on the personal security detail for the doctor who helped Black orchestrate your sister's fictional miracle when he saw the devastating mental effects on your sister, he started to feel pretty guilty. Black thought it would be easier if maybe there was one less person who knew her little secret. I did her a favor and ended up in prison. That drive contains her personal correspondence with him and, of course, her asking for my help. So, by punishing Black, you're also vindicating me. Look, Raya, you can give it to us, or we're gonna take it off you. I reach into my bra and throw her the drive. She catches it. Thank you. Rebecca saunters over to Orsino, slips it into his pocket. Now you can lock her up. What? Orsino twirls a pair of handcuffs as he approaches me. Oh, Rhea. I mean, you can't expect us to just let you go back to your life. But I didn't kill Iris. Oh, sweetheart. Iris's death is in the past. We're much more concerned with the future. We can't have you just freely doing whatever you want anymore. I mean, you ran away. You could have died out there. I'm starting to wish I had. Besides, the life you led before was incredibly irresponsible. My regime can't trust you to 
just skip around the city. And I am so stunned by what I'm hearing. I barely struggle as Orsino clicks the cuffs too tightly around my wrists. I just stare into the cavernous space around me trying to figure out how the fuck I got me and Clark into this mess. But then I see in the corner a tall hooded figure fade into darkness. <laughs>